When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. The goddess Moonhammer, trapped in a mortal body, has asked our heroes to make her the Queen of Hell, and in return she'll save Quinny's soul. But will Bobbert and Moonhammer really be able to patch up their relationship? Has Alan finally found her magical soulmate in the enthusiastic Bucky? How the hell are our heroes even going to get into hell in the first place? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. Funny thing, that's why I'm here. You're going to give me my coiny back? Yes, and you only have to do like one tiny little small <laughs> favor for me. Well, I mean, that sounds like a deal. Okay, great. What, what do I got to do? Just got to make me the... Queen of Hell? No big deal. Oh, man, I was worried it was going to be math. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Having decided to uh, assist Moonhammer in her quest to become the Queen of Hell in exchange for the Queen of Hell allowing Queenie's soul to leave, you reconvene. However, Alan, you still have a problem. You're able to get Queenie's soul out of hell, but Queenie's body has been lost. Look, I've been working on finding Queenie's soul. We got that covered. But remember how his body got struck through the chest with the sword and then I maybe... Burned it to ashes while you tried to kill me? It wasn't trying to kill you. Well, it had most of that effect. (laughs) Intent matters. Don't don't Um, worry. See, that's why I brought Bucky, though. This guy right here, amazing at magic, also will just save me from you. I, I don't know how. Didn't ask. Haven't told him that this is his job, but he'll get it. Bucky has done everything I've asked. He can pull the cart. He can draw drawings. He may have ghostwritten my novel. Maybe not. My name's on it, not his, but it'll be fine. I'll, I'm fine now from magic, so you do what you got to do. Now that he's back, you can actually see that his naked body is covered in burns. Yeah, it's real bad. It's <laughs> like the armor superheated. Yeah, I look like a melted wax person from the neck down. I have the body of Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> we all got scars. Um, well, way to make it about you. <laughs> I was trying to connect. I was trying to say you're not alone in this. Oh, Unless okay. you well, want to be alone and unique, and that's fine too. Listen, I've got, I've got. There, there's a goddess here. I'm not sure where I stand on the whole cleric thing, but we'll sort it. I'm hoping this is my penance. I look at Moonhammer, and my shoulders just tuck in, and I get really small, like my whole body's there, and I'm just waiting for an answer. It was one of those where you throw off something casually that's really important. Basically, dealing with Moonhammer, even though it's about like his soul-crushing depression, he still treats it like an elementary school crush. Like, where you just like, yeah, it'd be cool if we went somewhere. Wait for the answer, wait for the answer, wait for the answer, wait for the answer. Okay, we'll find a way to get into hell, <laughs> I guess. I have an idea for that. Oh, okay, great. Find Quinny. And? Uh, and Quinny can leave, but then Quinny would just be disembodied soul? Well, I think oh. I've got an idea for that, too. You may have an idea, but I have a solution. We're good on that front. Don't worry about it. We might be on the same wavelength. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Mm. Should I ask? You can ask if you want. All I'm saying is somebody got a body ready for quitting. <laughs> what does that mean? I made him a body. Out of what? 
Okay, come on. I got to show oh, you. So shit. I like I like wave everybody over God, to. No, this is not going and, uh, where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> but now I can see where it's going. I'm like, I'm so glad you're here in person. This is fun. So I bring them both over. And I. I Yevgenovich and Anna are smoking uh, next to the battle wagon, kicking the tires. Yevgenovich. Hey, fancy cart. Fancy, fancy, fancy case. Oh, we're doing the fancy case. Oh, it's time. <laughs> he immediately takes a rag and soaks it in some water with like flowers and stuff. It actually smells really nice. And then he triple ties it around his face. And he's like, <laughs> it smells so bad. Uh, and he um, goes to the back of the carriage. He opens it and he drags out uh, like a huge case. Yeah. He's so, like, so I open the case with all of you on the other side and me on this side. And it's like Tarantino, like light coming out. And I'm like, you got to see this. And it walks away. And I spin it around. Inside the case, I've Frankenstein monstered a body together out of parts from the gods I've murdered because I realized we had to do this. So interestingly enough, all of the body parts sparkle a little. So you're realizing I did actually get gods. There's no rotting. There's, (laughs) there is what looks like a small goblin that's shit a lot in the corner. (laughs) That's the smell. <laughs> like we'll, we'll get to you. I pointed the goblin. So the body you're looking at has been pretty perfectly constructed. And it's got like a soul stone set at the chest. So it's made up of a parts from a couple of different gods. From the waist down, I have killed the god of donkeys because that god I felt like I really owed it from the donkey wars. So the body's like a Mister Tumnus. It has donkey legs, and attached to the head are two donkey ears because I know from the war that donkeys hear real good. Um, <laughs> The torso is from the god of ripped gnome abs, because I thought Quinny always had, like, strong core strength. So (laughs) that's the torso. And the hands themselves, they're almost, like, bright green, and every finger is a different color. And I explained that I took the hands from the god of finger puppets because I knew that Quinny was really dexterous. So I needed a god who did, like, a lot of, like, finger moves so he could do whatever he needed to. And then the head, which is sort of my piece de resistance, I I thought to myself, and I'm sort of like walking you guys through my process for selecting the gods. And I was like, what do I think about Quinny? A, super masculine. B, super pretty. What do I do? And that's when I went out and hunted down the god of bearded ladies. Not people who believe themselves to be transitioning or anything else, just people who literally identify as bearded ladies. So when you look at the head, it is the head of a beautiful woman with a fully grown beard with donkey ears attached. So that it keeps him manly and attractive. So he's got like the ripped abs. So that's sort of the Frankenstein monster that I've put together here. And I'm like, boom, put him in there. He's going to be so happy. (laughs) Bucky throws up because horrible murders in a box. But then he puts his hand on Butthole's back. He's like, classic. (laughs) He's going to love it. I don't know that I believe that these are all gods that you killed or like, no, how gl- did you choose who you killed? You just murdered people? No, I murdered gods. See how they glitter? You look at but- those legs. That's the god of donkeys. If that was a donkey, I killed that god three months ago and it hasn't rotted at all. Who Pet the, the fur. hell are you to decide who deserved to die? I had a god I thought had betrayed me. I'm an impetuous man. I have strong feelings. It's why I became a cleric. And honestly, I- none of them are Raxivorts who even cares. Yes. See, Yevgenovich gets it. Bucky helped. One time a guard fell on him and I killed that guard, but it's like he did half the work of getting them on the ground already. Oh, thanks. He made it a real comfortable death for that opium addict. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like it's pretty great. You found a way to get there. I found that. I took care of the magic thing. It's great. Also, Goblin Junior, I got this for you. And I I pick up the cage with the shitting goblet in the corner. It is glittery and he's wearing like clothes made of wolf pelts. I knew our parting wasn't that great. So I got this for you. It's the god of goblin wolf riders. 
do what you want with him. And then I like open up the cage as I put it on the ground. All yours. Snarf. And he immediately grabs the goblin who starts screaming and drags him off into the woods. And again, in classic Jurassic Park fashion, you just see like lots of rustling and some goblins screaming. That's where he's at for now. So guys, there we go. We got a body. Here's what I'm thinking to get to hell. Does anybody like... I'm horrified, but I also don't have a better solution. (laughs) (laughs) So I reach into my back pocket and I take out my soul stone that I got on my way out of the casino and it still has my soul in it. Clearly, I've murdered a lot of gods. Moonhammer, you're here. Oh, that sentence fills me with happiness and regret and depression. No one, I murdered the gods and trapped you in a human body and all that and you, I dedicated my soul to you. Would you say I'd go to hell if I die? I mean, it's okay. You can be honest. Probably. Okay. I'm going to take that as a polite yes. But if I'm the queen of hell, then I can, you know, fix that for you. But what I'm thinking is we got my soul. If we release the soul, maybe it'll go to hell. And then if you got a way to like tag the rest of us in, just follow the soul. Moonhammer and Alan, can you both roll me arcana checks, please? Sure. And Bucky, can you roll me one as well, please? 16. One. That's a total of 20. Alan, you and Moonhammer start immediately having like an adult conversation about the logistics of it. Moonhammer, eh, none of this fucking works for you. This body sucks. In theory, this is a thing you could have done so fucking easily before, but now it's just hammer it. I don't know. Punch it maybe. And Alan, you're doing your sort of usual Alan thing where it's very academic. I know some mages that we could go to who could make a circle here. And then like maybe if they combine the price, blah, blah, blah. While all this is happening, Bucky, you're just doing that child thing where you want in on the conversation, but it's not really happening. So you just kick a stone and take a stick and you're just idly drawing on the ground. Slowly, the things you're drawing start to glow. Uh Guys, I, I should let you know, I'm not ever fully in control of my magic, but something's <laughs> happening over here. I, I don't I, know if it's me or if it's the fact that we're in the presence of a god or that butthole found his faith again. Uh, Mr. Forsaken, can I call you butthole? Bucky, I don't think I've earned that name yet, but the, it looks like you're doing pretty good. Here's the thing about Alan. Alan's a thinker. You're a doer. Let's not interrupt their little theory. Let's just have you finish this little uh, dry poo. <laughs> so as you continue to draw, Goblin Jr. reemerges from the bushes and he's limping over, and you notice he's dragging the goblin's leg, and it snarfs at you, and he snarfs at the body, and he's like, snarf? I'll be back. I'm just going to do this little bit over here. So I take out what looks like what they have on, like, jewelers. Like, it's got those, like, giant lenses. It's like a headset. Yeah, like I put it on. Tornado Town Terrence would break. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> I turn the case back around, so all you see is I've already built a matching headset for Goblin Jr. that goes on. You would hear the building sounds from, like, the, yeah, like the, saw, first, the very first Warcraft game, uh, and you're just seeing, like, sparks fly, and Goblin Jr. and I are both throwing our hands up and, like, trading tools and, like, <laughs> drills and hammers and shit. Uh, and then when we step back, it literally looks like I just did a really shitty sewing job of attaching that leg where the other leg was. <laughs> and he's like, snarf, snarf. Amazing. So you do all that. Bucky, the circle's starting to glow and you can kind of hear faint wisps and you can see the ground is descending, pieces falling away. It almost looks like it's making a stairwell. Guys, things are still happening here. I don't really know what's going on. Alan Moonhammer, what are you guys talking about? I feel like there's some sort of gate that we can just smash open. Where? Can we just like start smashing things and I'm sure that we'll find it. Just like right here in the ground? With a hammer? Yes, with a hammer. What else would you smash well, things I with? I don't know. I usually hey. just hit things with my staff. Smash cut back to Bucky. <laughs> you can hear sort of like cries of torment coming up from um, <laughs> from the hole in the ground. You right made. beside Bucky, he's panicking, but I'm just patting him on the shoulder while strapping back on my whole armor <laughs> to gear up for the whole thing. Yeah. Guys, I think I've opened a portal to hell. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to go in and just have a, a look around. I grab him and I'm like, listen, you've been doing a lot of muttering. You did a great job. I think we should call them over to appreciate your work. Hey, 
Alan! Moonhammer, and I do like a subtle little Bucky, bow. can you roll me a, a dexterity save? Ten. A uh, red skeletal hand shoots up from the hole, grabs your foot, and pulls you into the void. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Moonhammer and Alan, you just see a slip of Bucky disappear. Probably better than our idea. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, together you all quickly make your way to the Hellmouth that's opened. You can see that the chunks have descended into not quite stairs, but kind of, again, those like floaty islandy things from Dragon Ball Z headed down. In the middle of it, you see Bucky flailing and screaming, being pulled down into the depths. Help, this thing's got me. Do you descend on the steps? Do you leap in? What do you do? I'm going to jump right after Bucky. I'm following. Well, of course I'm coming. <laughs> the Goblin right. Jr. will follow Goblin us. Goblin Jr.'s like, snarf, snarf. And Yevgenovich is like, I'll watch the cart. Waha! Damn, that machine gun would have been useful. <laughs> you see him dragging it over to the Hellmouth and pointing it directly down, being like, I got your back. So you all leap into the Hellmouth. You know, it's kind of an Alice in Wonderland situation. You're falling past ragged stone walls. You see all the stairs that you could have probably easily taken, but are just shooting past. And uh, luckily, just sort of right before you hit the ground, everything slows. Above you, you can see the Hellmouth starting to close, and you hear Yevgenovich, I'm sorry! And it closes off on the tip of the gun, and you hear him swearing profusely. Oh, man, that gun was so expensive. <laughs> no one's just asked about why machine guns are a thing here. No, it's like a cranking repeater crossbow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, like, I'm fine with it's that. It's all steampunky. He has to turn a crank, and it reloads yeah. the thing and fires Well, through. now that you've explained it. I helped invent it. And by helped, I mean Annan invented it, and I was nearby. <laughs> you find your uh, momentum slowed, and gradually you all settle. You see Bucky standing in front of a very large granite desk. Behind the desk is a very thin, spindly red classic devil with nice little horn rim glasses and a mug that says Mondays. It's waving a finger. You know, it, it, it's most rude to just open doorways. Into hell. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not in full control of my magic oh, yet. Oh, well, I understand. I mean, it happens more often than you think. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it's varying. There's so much paperwork to fill uh, out. I'm sorry. I understand. Is this where I sign in? Yes, actually, it is. <laughs> Behind the demon, you can see there's just racks and racks of paper. There's a giant cork board with just all sorts of shit stashed to it. And it looks very much like the office at like a DMV or at a service Ontario for us Canadians. Um, <laughs> well, us Ontarians. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, the rest of the country. <laughs> but we're not sorry to Quebec. <laughs> Never. Je me souviens. Uh, you can see there's a sort of a small demon in a corner working an accordion to make shitty Muzak, smoking a little pipe. There's some waiting chairs and the spindly demon. I wouldn't have an actor for him. I'd say he's probably stop motion. Who would he be voiced by? He would be voiced by Jim Broadbent. Excellent. <laughs> that really awesome. does define even how he looks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's like a Jim Broadbent style face, but on a really spindly little body. So I lean over to Moonhammer. Don't worry, I got this. And I go up to where Bucky's at the desk. I assume Bucky's signing in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, listen, I've got a friend who's looking for a job. So do you have an application for Queen of Hell or something like that? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid that position is already taken, but I have several options available. We are desperately in need of more filers. As you can see, it's a little little manic here and he holds up his mug mondays am i right yeah manic mondays and such so uh who's the queen of hell right now <laughs> that would of course be uh queen Daella. the uh she's been ruling this portion of hell as you know uh We've been a little overstuffed as late uh, with the war and all up top. Queen Daella is the queen regent of this particular area of hell. Can you tell us a little bit more about her? This is my friend. I keep calling you Moonhammer. Is that even your name? Because you're the goddess of Moonhammer. Like, I'm learning a lot today. My actual name is Moonhammer. So, you, yeah, it's just a lot easier if you... Uh... Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Moonhammer. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, perfect. 
<laughs> I don't know if your mortal ears got that because, oh, God, mortal ears are so shitty. I just, I my mean, ears are bleeding. So are mine. <laughs> I'm just in the corner. <laughs> Classic, Alex. Meanwhile, you can see uh, Jim Broadbent has clearly written exactly that to your shock and pleasant surprise. He actually has written it in the language that you would have, which doesn't seem to exist on this plane. So that's weird. Hmm. Can we get like visitors passes or something? We just kind of want to well, wander I around. Well, I mean, I, I believe your friend Moonhammer had asked a question. So uh, Moonhammer, if you could please roll me a persuasion check. 21. You get the sense that Jim Broadbent Demon has been kind of bored, been filing lots of paperwork. So it's, it's one of those like someone stopped by my desk, any excuse. Can we call him Hellbent? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. So uh, Jim Hellbent, he explains that Duella is one of the many warring gods, demons, etc., that are always jockeying for position. For a long time, she was sort of like the major domo to an arch fiend who controlled this region and several other regions of hell. However, she helped in a coup to kill him, and as a result, all of those regions have been split up. So this hell dimension, which she now rules over, is entirely hers. As the major domo to the dead archfiend, she was known for her love of revels. Part of the way she keeps control is uh, with breads and circuses, and that's how she's become known in these circles. He goes on to a very lengthy explanation of what this ring of hell is. Essentially, there are the nine hells, but the nine hells are pretty full, and there's just overload of souls. They've started basically making pocket hells that are being built to kind of capture the overflow, and that's what this particular one is. Do you guys do visitor passes? Like, we'd like to get a tour of the Queen's Palace, maybe. Uh, no, 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 no. Mortals aren't allowed down here at all. Well, we're really the entourage to a goddess. And I gesture awkwardly to Moonhammer. Moonhammer, what, what does bring you down here today? Well, I just wanted to... You know, scope out the place mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and see if I would like to hang out here for a bit. Are um, you thinking of sending your followers here when they die? Yeah, of course. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, we, ha you know, we haven't had a new god sign up for our hell in quite some time. Well, absolutely, we can give you a tour. Oh, wow, your Perfect. followers will be very well taken care of here or tormented, depending on what you want. Oh, great. <laughs> um, no. Oh, she's lying. Bucky, you're doing great. Let's have you come over here. Bucky, with me. can you roll me a will save, please, or wisdom save, please? 14. You open your mouth to say that, but then remember that some thoughts are better thought thought. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky looks at his hand and it says, like, some thoughts are better thought thought. Uh, <laughs> he has to spell T H O T because like, there's not enough room on his hand. And it's getting kind of sweaty and smearing. So, like, some thoughts are butter thought. I should be quiet. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Hello, I am Bernard Sherbert, the survivalist Rupert from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I am here to help you survive the boredom of day-to-day life by helping to engage in the wonderful storytelling, whimsy, comedy, and occasional tragedy of the Dum Dums and Dragons adventures. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that is D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and you can join for as little as $1 a month, which will gain access to our Patreon-only Discord, where you can hang out with other people who have also listened to the the things you have listened to and seen the things you have seen and thus can describe them with you. Or, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds where you can avoid ads like this one. Or, alternatively, at even higher levels, you can add an NPC name like Bourbon Gerbert was. Or, you can add your own NPC that you build at the highest level and get your name in the credits. Name in the credits. Name in the credits. Sorry, I had to say that three times because it is very, very, very cool. This has been Bourbon Sherbert, encouraging you to go join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you in the future. Bleep bloop. Jim Hellbent issues you your visitor's passes. Now, uh, Miss Moonhammer, uh, as I'm sure you know, um, you'll need to cross the River Styx in order to uh, visit Duella's realm. Unfortunately, it is a rather busy day, and he again gestures to his Monday mug. I'm afraid uh, our services are somewhat limited, but I'm sure on the riverside you'll be able to find someone to take you across. Most of our larger vessels have already sailed for the day, but I'm sure you know you may be able to find the equivalent of a River Styx water taxi and uh, someone to uh, to ferry you over. Oh, uh... I do have one more question for you. Yay. The current Queen of Hell, mm-hmm. does she have any, just for curiosity's sake, yeah. uh, any weaknesses <laughs> or anything like that? Roll me a persuasion check there, please. <laughs> it's like you've always been a listener. <laughs> 19. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> for the first time, an opposed role. Yeah. So um, Jim Hellbent looks a little nervous, a little concerned, and then finally he leans across the table. Look, I really shouldn't be doing this, but it has been rather boring here today. I mean, I did get to snatch that small boy from the upper realm, and boy, that was fun. But um, aside from that, it has been rather slow. He explains that Duella never really considered what ruling will look like. That's kind of her problem. She was very eager to help overthrow the Archfiend, 
but she hasn't really elevated herself beyond being a vizier. So she's still very concerned about appearance and throwing parties and all that sort of stuff. But everyone can feel that there's a fairly loose grip on this ring of hell right now. And her weakness is that she has a um, bad habit of staging large spectacles. (gasps) And I remember the arena. This may be a time for the Forsaken. Wake me up inside. Oh, God damn it. And the sword inks. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I have to jam it back in. Why Um, does that theme song play everywhere? (laughs) Alan, would you say that you turned Quinny's soulstone into an amulet or a wand? Or what what kind of device do you think Alan would have made in order to help track him? After finding the amulet, I would have turned it into something that fits over the amulet. So you can feel it pulsing. Like when you go to a restaurant and you've got that vibrating thing in your hand? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) We're waiting for a table in hell. Vibrating disc, yeah. (laughs) And you pull it out, and Jim Hellbent notices it and says, Oh, pardon me, I can't help but notice. Is that a soul stone? No. Roll me a deception check, please. (laughs) Seven? No, I know a soul stone when I see one. Awful, awful habit mortals have of separating one's soul. Terrible. Um, Are you looking for someone in particular? If that's not a problem, I mean, figure while we're down here. Say hi to an old friend. I do like friends. And then he looks eagerly at all of you. Yeah, he rolled real low, so that's fine. Um, (laughs) Perhaps we could help each other out. It does get awfully lonely down here, and I would love a memento of my friends. So perhaps if you could give me some assurance that you'd come back, something that you value that you'd come back for, and maybe visit old Jim Hellbent, and uh, perhaps I could could look at my paperwork, see, see if I can direct you to where your friend might be. I have just the thing, and I offer the wand that Butthole gave me. A little while back. <laughs> like episode five. Yeah, yeah a little no, while back. Long, it wasn't that long ago. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a very fine wand. Yes, and, and I, as you know, wands are very important to wizards, so you know I will definitely come back. Deception check, please. Six. Does anybody want to assist on that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that wand, man. Oh, fuck that wand. I don't know, Alan. Maybe you shouldn't give that. Maybe try to trick him with something that sucks instead of giving him something so good. 17 total. He hears that, but given that he always defers to gods, he looks to Moonhammer. Is this truly uh, your your friend's focus? Yes, of course. Well, if a god says it, I suppose (laughs) it must be true. So he takes it, and as he comes out from behind the desk, you see he's got six pairs of legs. They're all like kind of small legs. He kind of clicks his way over to the board behind him, and he like rips some paper down. There's like a wanted poster that he rips down. And he uh, takes two tacks, he puts them in the wall, and then he just lifts the wand up, puts it there, and scrolls, from my best friend, and he tacks it to the wall, and turns around and gives you a thumbs up. And I return that thumbs up. And I lean over to Bucky and go, <laughs> oh, I like this guy. I like him too. <gasps> Bucky picks up the, the wanted poster. Who's on that wanted poster? It's your dear friend, Quinny. Guys, I have a picture of Quinny. This is him. Uh, oh, good. So... Awkward promise. What if we're looking for that guy? If hell's bounty hunters can't find him, I doubt you will. So what you're saying is that giving you that wand was sort of not that helpful. (laughs) Is that your friend? That's who you're looking for? Well, I mean, he was our friend in the living world. We don't, can't vouch for what he's done since he's been down here. You're friends with the demon scourge? Uh, honestly, <laughs> that name? Uh, yeah, the Forsaken's his friend. God, I finally am going to get a sidekick who has a kick-ass name. Smash cut to Bucky. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he seems very, very hesitant to tell you anything about, uh, about Quinny. Oh, please, I'm his biggest fan, sir, please. His heart breaks because Bucky, <laughs> can you roll me a, uh, a check of some sort, sir? What, what do you want to use? Persuasion? <laughs> Huh? Yeah, persuasion would be fine. Is there a desperation check? Is that an option? 
<laughs> I asked for persuasion because it's plus eight, so 21. <laughs> uh, similar to Ratatouille, we smash cut back to when he was a young demon and he was desperately trying to get a baseball signed by the arch fiend that got killed by Duella. And he's like, out of my way, kid. And he shoves him into the mud and Jim Hellbent was like, oh, never meet your heroes. Oh, and then smash book now. I see a little bit of you. Me and you would... Uh, anyway, yeah, sure. I'll tell you where he is. <laughs> uh, That's so, the most Jim Broadbent thing you've done yet. Oh, thank you. He goes back to his filing cabinets and he searches around and he comes back. He doesn't know exactly where Quinny is. No one's been able to find him. However... He is able to tell you where Quinny was destined to go. Uh, So from there, you can use your amulet to track him. Excellent. With all that in mind, you are free to head down to the riverbank and try and find yourself some transport. Do you have any other questions for Jim Hellbent before you leave? Nope. Not not from Bucky. No, I'm good. Do you know what? I think, Jimmy, you do great work. We're big fans of you, but uh, we're going to get out there and do the tour. Oh, I understand. And Miss Moonhammer, I look forward to seeing some of your followers soon. What should we keep an eye out for? What are your followers like? Usually they like to fart a lot. Um, Okay, interesting choice. Drink lots of beer. Okay, yep, fair enough. You know, just have a really great, raucous time. Uh, It'll be a weird adjustment period because that's not (laughs) quite Duella's sense of fun, but, you know, we are, we we like to have fun down here. I guess we're going to find out what goes on in hell, but uh, could you just give me a brief description (laughs) of what it's like like down here? or Not too spoilery. Like, we want the surprise. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, our realm deals generally with both people who are being rewarded for tricky and schemey, uh, but also punishes those who were too tricky or too schemey. So, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Duella, her brand of reward is not necessarily to everyone's taste. But uh, honestly, I shouldn't say anymore or she'll strike me down with horrible power. Well, that seems oh. like a reasonable fear. So we're going to go to the boats. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Hellbent. You're welcome, Mr. Bucky. Mr. Bucky. Bucky rolls up the uh, wanted poster, puts it in his scroll case that he has. That's about as convenient as the uh, bagpipe proficiency from Tornado Town. I like it. So we smash cut to several months ago. We're in a very tranquil space. It's green, lush rolling hills, small farms, the sound of birds chirping. Avalon Riker is standing at the end of a path preparing to take the longest walk of his life. He's dressed in a water-deep uniform that fits him very well, but that he seems rather uncomfortable with. In his hands, he's got a small bundle. He takes a second to steady himself, and he begins the long walk. Come back to here. So you step out of the back of the office, and before you is, is a vast landscape. You get the sense that you're at one of several order offices for incoming souls. In your case, you kind of accidentally broke into one of the admin offices, but you can see there's oh, a lot of... Oh, it's the TSH. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot of uh, sort of processing sites, and you can see several other of these things. It's an infinitely long coast. The sky is a red-gray. The darkness in between clouds is more red than black. Mm. There's a constant biting wind, and the beach down to the waterfront is small gravel. There's no greenery in sight. Everything's very stark. Styx itself is as wide as you can see, sort of a red roiling tide. You can see various ships in the distance, and there are a couple of kind of rickety-looking boats on the shore. Every so often, you'll see something fall flaming from the sky into Styx. I walk down to the shoreline mm-hmm. and take out one of my hammers mm-hmm. and I start hammering on where you would tie a ship to. Sure, yep. And I start just railing on that, kind of like trying to get one of the boat's attention that's in the water to try <laughs> to like come over. Mm. Can you roll me, please, <laughs> a performance check? 
13. So you're just wailing away on that, that metal <laughs> thing. All the boats that are out on the water seem to be heading away from you towards the horizon. However, you see there's one that's kind of been drifting off the shore who turns and starts moving his skiff back. It doesn't look like a good boat, but it looks like a better boat than all the ones that are lining the shore, which look essentially like wrecks. So the boat pulls up and it's a bunch of barrels that have been bound together with some planks nailed into the top of it to make a more of a raft than a boat. And on the back is another demon who looks similar to Jim Hellbent, so like a very spindly praying mantis style body. And he's wearing a ragged gray cloak and using that classic ferryman stick. Oh, I, uh, I heard the metal ding. Uh, can, can I help you? We're looking to get across. Oh, pardon me. He turns away and he does the yes fist because he's clearly been waiting around for people for a while. And turns back, oh, cool. Okay, yeah, great. No no, no problem. So you, you want to you wanna go to the other side? Uh, you have a location in mind? I'm just going to pull out the amulet and put Quinny's soul stone into it. See what happens, where gonna say, it's going to point me. This is one of those awkward things where, you know, you say like, follow that vehicle, only it's just where this lady points. Sure, so, and Jim Helbin has also given you guys... Yeah, uh, did he give us a name of a place? Or Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to you, but it just says the plains. We're going to the plains. Thanks, Bucky. You pay a lot of attention. I like I like that about you. Thanks. What do you have by way of payment? And his hand comes out in that classic, give me money. Well, you know what they say. It's always two coins per dead person, right? On the eyes. Is this one of those hells? It's hell, yes. I think there's there's four of us. That's eight pieces of gold, my friend. Right uh, in that And uh, what about your furry dog thing? Oh, uh, this is one of those hells where animals have souls. <laughs> I like this. And I take out two more coins. <laughs> and then I give him ten coins. He takes those, he weighs them, he nods, and he says, well, welcome aboard. You can all get get aboard the raft and you begin to set sail. Well, figuratively speaking, you set stick. Um, <laughs> we, we begin to ride barrel. So you've got a bit of time on sticks. Is there anything you guys want to be doing on the raft so in particular? So I, I just go back and sit beside Moonhammer. And, it's, it's been a while. You know? <laughs> a while since what? <laughs> okay. Since well, clearly this relationship was more important to me than it was to you. But you know, we, we had some good times, didn't we? Yeah, there's all those times that I tried to speak to you and <laughs> I feel like just went against. I mean, what about before? Why, why don't we call it the before time back when things were good? Remember, we had some like good times. Oh, yeah. Remember when you farted that huge fart? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, uh, it was so huge. Yeah. And Alan, it was... can you roll me a history check? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 20. Natural, natural 20. Natural Alan, 20. you remember every time. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. You remember all those like pe- people we healed? Yeah. Yeah. You remember when we saved Sarge on that battlefield and we like first found each other? Oh. Yeah. That was pretty magical, you know? Oh, I really wish that I could just show you my natural God form and what we if, could hang out. And What if you, you like could? Like, what, what would it be like? I would be this huge, ripped Amazon woman. Oh, sick. In kind of like a Xena outfit. Oh, I like that. Yeah. From the touring production Xena. But my head, it's just so small in this mortal body. In my God form, it's so huge and round, kind of like a moon. And it's glowing. And I don't have any of this stupid hair that gets in the way. <laughs> You would love it. I would love that. Honestly, you like you know me pretty good. So so like, you know, they always say people grow together and then they grow apart and sometimes they like grow back together, but I've been growing on my time and like what do you want to do with like your future? Well, I was kind of hoping to get back to my world and stuff, but 
But once I'm back there, maybe we can maybe we can have like this mind meld connection thing again. See, that sounds like really good. But you're saying like it's it's not time now. Like you you need more more time for you just to figure out who you are, and then maybe in the future. Well, I'm kind of really focused on becoming the queen of hell right now. <laughs> I get that. You know, it's good to have goals that are just mm-hmm. like just yours. Like you really got to like keep track of yourself yeah. in any sort of relationship. Like I, I don't want to pressure you or. But you know what? what? Once I do become <laughs> queen of hell, then I'll become like so powerful. And maybe I could share a little bit of that with you. That sounds pretty great. We'll but get you eating more again. Oh. So you're not so skinny. Yeah, this isn't a good look for me. P.S. Yeah. I look amazing. Just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> anyone objectively looking, I look incredible. But we'll get you jolly and strong again. It'd be so and... nice to be like happy with you again. I don't want to make this weird, but like, would you be sharing with just me, or would it be like a lot of other clerics and like maybe like another Fiddlesworth or something, or is it like a just you and me thing? Because like, I mean, I'm I'm just listening about what your interests are. I mean. <laughs> You don't, yeah, you, 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 don't, you don't have to say. Yeah, we can see how it goes. Sure. <laughs> okay, so we got to help you get your new job, and then we can talk about us and being exclusive. Like, maybe it'll Going be great. Steady. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Smash okay. cut to Alan and Bucky. What are you guys doing? Bucky's looking in the water. What's in the river stick? Oh, Bucky. <laughs> you think you're seeing faces and people and monsters and creatures that seem to be reaching up and screaming or fighting. You seem to be seeing all sorts of images pass by, but given that you're kind of Ralph Wiggum about it, I'm not sure whether you clock how horrifying that is. If anybody is like reaching up, Bucky's going to put a hand in there and help him out. Someone needs help in the water, guys. Puts his hand in. You put your hand in and you feel fingers brush your hand. Mm-hmm. And as a fire dragon, like you're, you're particularly like immune to a lot of the elements, but suddenly your hand goes ice cold. You feel the fingers wrap around your hand and pull. Can you roll me a dexterity save, please? 13. You are pulled into sticks. Before that, I do say, I got him! And then <laughs> I get pulled in. <laughs> Sploosh. Alan? Can I try to cast a web around Bucky? That's an action, not a reaction, right? Oh, I, then I no, can only react. Uh, afraid. Yep, I'm going to give you a reaction. I'll let you try and grab him, but yeah. Just to say, could Goblin Jr. assist in a grab? I'd allow that. I feel like he's the smartest of any of us, so he'd go this. <laughs> I want to try to make a grab like for his foot. Can you roll me a in? dexterity save, please? Sure. Four. Alan, you see him start to go. You and Goblin Jr. share a look. He's like, snarf! And you both leap. Unfortunately, Goblin Jr. isn't used to having a fourth leg anymore and certainly not one made of Goblin. (laughs) So he stumbles and you also stumble and both start to fall in as well. The three of you go over the side. You hear the boatman go like, oh no! Oh well. And he goes over and starts erasing out days since the last accident board. (laughs) (laughs) He erases that one out? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He just rubs that one out and replaces it with zero. I lose more fares this way. (laughs) So Bobbert and Moonhammer, would you guys notice this or are you still chatting where our conversation just ended and that clearly there was going to be one more question that might have triggered a strong emotional response we just get interrupted by a <laughs> splash god damn it and then i look to the driver and i go be right back hang on to this and i give him my soul stone because i don't want my soul in the water he does like a whoa 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 and then uh, catches it <laughs> that's good <laughs> and i look back to Moonhammer. get goblin jr and alan and then i dive in to go chase bucky Moonhammer, you're gonna jump in as well i run up to the edge of the raft mm-hmm. i take out my two hammers i smash them into the side of the raft so the backs of the hammers like Mm -hmm. stick in the side of the raft and then I reach down and grab a hold of Alan's leg so I'm holding one side of the hammer (laughs) oh so you made a handhold with the hammers yeah nice yeah Yeah. can you roll me an athletics check please see if you can keep your grip 
Oh. Five. <laughs> so you do the epic Captain America holding the helicopter to the thing mm-hmm. thing. And for just a, a hot second, you're like, you know what? These human hands aren't so bad. Oh, uh, but you're really not hands. used to gripping things for any length of time. <laughs> um, so the hammer comes free and you are pulled in after them. You plunge into murky redness, and Bucky will, I guess, go with you because you're the first one in. You're holding your breath as long as you can. It's very confusing, murky. You can feel yourself falling deeper and deeper. The hand seems to have let go. Mm. Finally, when you can stand it no longer, you inhale, but rather than your mouth filling with water, you just breathe in air, and slowly the water starts to turn almost to smoke, and you land solidly on a path. So there's a pathway stretching out ahead of you. Uh, You can hear your compatriots hit the ground behind you. On either side, there are trees. Everything, though, is think like daredevil vision. So it's all red and black and smoky and weird. There's an overturned cart with two dead horses in front of you. I remember reading about this, and I want to go over and confirm. Butthole and Alan, you've landed just behind Bucky. Can we swim back up? Is that possible? No, the water turned to smoke, and now you're on a flat surface. A waste of 10 gold. Honestly, I just regret leaving my soul behind, but I mean, we'll do what we do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I turned to Bucky. There are goblins in the woods. They will not be talked out. I remember this. Oh, right, right. Oh, man, are we about to do a classic battle? Roll initiative. Or as I believe I said back then, (gasps) roll initiative, motherfuckers! (laughs) Natural Ooh, 20. Nat 20 for Moonhammer. And Alan. Two nat 20s. Dang. 12 for Bucky. I rolled a four. Alan, you're up first. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Have the goblins come out of the woods yet? They have not. But you hear whispering. I just move right towards the whispering. I literally just run at it. <laughs> There's no going around it this time. I looked at Bucky and go, we have a suicide wizard. <laughs> you, uh, you rush up into the trees and you behold one goblin who's full of stab wounds. And there's one that its skin is rolling off it. Its bones rolling They're off the it. the same goblins we fucking killed. And he screams, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> That's your first acid oh. goblin. Hello. <laughs> what do you do? I say hello. I was not expecting it to be the exact same goblins, and my feelings of guilt have come back to me. So while I would like to act, I'm a little bit stunned. Okay. That brings us to Acid Goblin. So Acid Goblin screaming, which is hard because its guts are boiling out of its mouth, leaps at you. So if you can roll me a oh, dexterity I... save, please. Okay. Natural one. Ooh, your mouth is open when you say... Hello. <laughs> and you get Acid Goblin in your mouth. Um, so you're going to take 16 points of damage. Ooh, yikes. As the acid that's been burning it begins to burn you. That brings us to Moonhammer. Can I do like a Divine Smite? Like what's Hells that? Yeah, you can. So Divine Smite is basically you powering up your hammer. So when you do your weapon damage, you add more dice. So I can dice. be like, I pull out my hammers. I yeah, it's definitely like a Power of Christ compels you. Like Probably don't make that your catchphrase though. No. My power of Christ compels <laughs> So I see the goblin. I pull out my one existing hammer. Mm -hmm. I whip it right at his skull. Roll me an attack, please. 19. Okay, that'll definitely hit. I assume we're talking about not the one that's in Alan right now, but the stabbed one who's standing next to him. I was going after the one that was about to hurt Alan. 
Okay. The hammer thwacks into the goblin's skull because, like, the flesh is all burning off. It's horrible. But it hits squarely. And then I use my divine smite. So now you get to roll your damage. And you're using divine smite? 17. The acid creature explodes in a shower of light. And your hammer falls to Alan's feet. Hey, nice. Thanks. (laughs) Which brings us to Bucky. Bucky, being a fan, knows that there's goblins up in the hills the other way. So Bucky turns around and says, In the name of Moonhammer and all my very best friends! And then he uses his flame breath ability as a red dragon, and a 15-foot cone of fire shoots out of his mouth. (laughs) From the woods you hear, It can't really be them, right? No, no, I think it is. No, I don't know. It can't possibly be. Well, if it is, I want to ask him something. And then they have to roll (laughs) to dodge, right? DC of 14. Neither of them dodge. What's the damage? 3d6 fire damage. 10 fire damage. The woods burst into flame, and even though it's an ethereal weird thing, you can see them kind of warp out of existence. Two goblins come stumbling out on fire, flailing their arms. One of them has a spear through him, and you see him lock eyes with Goblin Jr., and he stumbles over to him on fire and puts his hands on either side of Goblin (laughs) Jr.'s face and says, you made it! And then he turns to dust. (laughs) Dang. Did the other one die also? Yeah, they still only have 7 HP. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to Knifey Goblin. (laughs) You killed my friends. You killed me. Where's the little stabby one? He's in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, then I have no qualm with you. And he just fades into gray. As he fades, the world around you starts to shift. The ground starts to melt. And you suddenly find yourselves weightless again. It's like you're being carried along on the torrent. Your head sort of bursts above the water. You can see the boat that distance. And he's like, I still got your soul because you paid me. And he throws the other Warhammer to you. As you grab it, you're sucked back under. You can see that you're actually getting closer to the other shore. It seems like the tides are carrying you through. Can all of you please roll me a will save? What is that? Wisdom. Wisdom save? I'm so sorry. It's fourth edition for me. I'm going to use a sorcerer ability because I rolled a three. I'm going to use Tides of Chaos and I can gain advantage on Okay, saves. yeah, go ahead. So. 17. 24. 12. 16. So all of you being submerged in sticks can feel your mind and your memories sloshing back and forth like water in the bottom of a boat. It's a horrible feeling for a moment. Your mind is completely blank. You don't know who you are or what you are, but you're all able to hold on so far. All right. The water pulls you back under. Do you yell anything to each other while you're above water? That was pretty cool. (laughs) Honestly, guys, I think I may have found somebody who's really, I'm starting to not like. (laughs) I like quietly say to Alan. Uh, Like you said, goes under the water before he can hear it. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that where he could hear it, but I'm getting impatient. Great. And I just say, yeah, I know. He's a lot like you. And then you're all pulled under. (laughs) So you find yourselves falling again. And this time you all land very close together. It's kind of awkward. You're all wedged into a small, long hallway. And ahead of you, you see a wizard running. Oh, shit. You again? Hey, Yarno! I know this! I know this one also! Oh, Bucky, here's the thing. If we need to catch this guy, Quinny was the one who did it, so (laughs) step it up, bud. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna use the same initiative. Bobbert, you hadn't gone yet, so you're up. How far away is he? He's 30 feet away. I'm gonna run at him, and while I'm running up to him, I'm gonna be yelling, Hey, remember that time you saw a hammer? And just as I finish that, I'm gonna try to run him through with the sword that I've got in my hands now. And I've got Goblin Jr. with me at the same time. The way Goblin Jr. I have always fantasized about this working. And I mean, it's been months, but we're gonna see how it goes. He wants to take out the legs at the same time I hit the torso in the opposite direction. So ideally, in a dream world, we can chop someone in half and both halves of them will spin like pinwheels before they hit the ground. That's the big hope. (laughs) 20, but not natural to hit. That'll hit. 10 damage. He looks uh, he looks pretty fucked up. 
You notice that he keeps reaching for a staff that isn't there and um, <laughs> snarling. And you can see <laughs> once you're up close, his face is all chewed up. There's holes in his robes with teeth marks and all sorts of horrible stuff. I look at him and I say, you remind me of a more innocent time. Why couldn't you have just let me run my gang in that small town you didn't care about? Why couldn't you have surrendered? Fair point. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he grabs your face <laughs> and hits you with shocking grasp. The lightning courses through you. You know what lightning's supposed to feel like. This feels like a mockery of it. It's almost as though the spirits and sticks are recreating what they know, but the, the damage is actually different. So take 10 points of damage, please. <laughs> That's all they got. See, this is why I left my soul out. That's why I'm still so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you're kind of in a pile with everyone who materialized in the small hallway. I'm going to do my sure bet that worked against Sierra last time and hurl some magic missiles at him. All right. I will cast that at level two. 12 damage. That is exactly enough. So um, Yarno sees the magic missiles coming and he's like, fool, don't you know I have shield? Oh shit, I don't have my staff. And the magic <laughs> missiles pound him. He flies off of Bobbert and as he does so... His body begins to twist and contort as though it's being eaten by a Nothic, and he turns to dust. Same sort of thing happens. You become weightless. This time you don't come up above, but you can feel yourselves being forced forward. You feel as though if you survive enough of these, you will make it to the other shore. Can everyone please roll me a constitution save? Natural 20. 16 for Bucky. 9. 11. Bucky, Moonhammer, and Alan, even though you feel as though you're breathing down here, you get the sense that you're possibly still submerged. Your body reacts badly to that. Your lungs are kind of burning, but all of you are okay. Bobbert, you're going to take 12 points of damage as your body convulses. It's a horrible coughing with no air, and then you're able to kind of get your shit under control. Suddenly, before you, smoke starts to form into a large statue of a dwarf with gemstones for eyes. Behind you, a webbed door uh, appears, and directly in front of you is the black spider, whose head is a weird mass of mush and skull. It quickly signs in hand drow angrily at you. Uh, I don't think any of you would understand that. But no, you, we don't speak that. You get the gist of it. I'm not wasting <laughs> comprehend languages on this. <laughs> Grumpy dead man. Um, Moonhammer. I run at this spider mm -hmm. with my two hammers out mm -hmm. and I like grapple up his back with using <laughs> like using my hammers as... Uh, Batons? Yeah, and I'm climbing up and I mount the spider... <laughs> yep. And I just start hacking at it with my hammers. Awesome. Um, okay, so can you roll me two attacks, please? 21 and 25. Both of those will definitely hit. 12 damage. 12 damage, and again, for your second hammer. 11 damage. As you'll recall, the black spider is standing on his throne, and there's like a bunch of spiders crawling around. Yeah, the black spider's weakness is hammers. <laughs> yeah. uh, he literally had his head crushed with two hammers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New hammer, you just rush this motherfucker, and you hammer him into paste. Um, <laughs> butthole, you're finally seeing Moonhammer in action with hammers. How does that make you feel? I think it's kind of neat to see, but it's also why weren't those hammers ever that helpful when I was using them? <laughs> like, they, like Everything she does is perfect, and her hammer just screwed around a lot and tried to shove its haft at people's butts half the time when I was using it. So I'm also realizing this may have not have been the dream relationship that I thought it was during the time we were together. As the room starts to fade in the doorway, you just start to see some tentacle stalks with eyes and you hear, I love you guys! Except for you small guy and you lady, I haven't seen you before. That's okay, Bye. I get it. Cool! Bye, Kupa, Kupa. I love you, Carl! <laughs> uh, and Carl Blar, Forge Cop, disappears uh, as, <laughs> as the rest of the area. So you're all able to swim up and catch your breath. You're kind of treading water. You can see the boatman desperately trying to stick the raft towards you, but raft don't move so fast. The waters have quieted briefly. 
So if you want to spend a hit dice or something, it's not going to be a long rest. Do we only have time to use one dice? Or yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah. For the record, I gained one point. You can spend two. Okay, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I've learned you'll kill us, so I'll take a bonus. <laughs> I've gained a second point. <laughs> Moonhammer be praised. All right, um, <laughs> you're pulled down, and this time it's odd. You're not in somewhere familiar. It seems to be a dark space. You seem to be jostled back and forth. There seems to be silverware everywhere, but it's large. And then oh, no. you see a naked gnome covered in spoons right who rolls your over. Bag of holding. Haven't you people brought me back enough? And Glee Diddle grabs a spoon in each hand and leaps at you, Alan. He's, he manages to get you with one of the spoons. And he's going <laughs> for your eye. He's going to hit you for seven. Fuck. As he screams about just letting him die. Which brings us to Bucky. There's a tiny naked gnome. Yeah, and he just hit Alan with spoons. I'm going to use a sorcerer metamagic twin spell, so I'm going to cast Firebolt twice. Okay. Fuck. Welcome to being the rest of us standing near where you cast spells. That's so exciting. <laughs> so that's a natural 20 on the first one. 16 on the second one. Okay, yep, both those will hit. Cool. 13. He's still just a gnome butler, so he's hit by firebolts, and as his soul explodes, you hear just a sigh of relief. There's a rain of spoons, and all of a sudden the bag dissolves. You swim up again to the top of the water, but as you burst through, you realize that you're not on sticks anymore. You're actually climbing onto a small covered boat, and before you is the poo hound. There's a mist. Hey. Ooh, bumper shoot, bumper shoot. <laughs> um, Technically, the poo hound, didn't that become our boat? It did. Oh, it's the previous poo hound. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> then one guy crawls up onto the boat in full poo hound regalia. And he just points at you, Bobbert. This one must not have a head, right? Because I... Yep. Yeah, that's the headless one. He's the one you quietly disposed of and yeah. didn't tell anyone about. <laughs> Bucky's having the time of his life. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> Gets to relive all the battles of the dum-dums with the dum-dums. All he had to do was go to hell. Yeah. I would like to climb up onto the boat. Mm-hmm. And then reach back to where Moonhammer is. I just need to borrow these for a second. And I take her two hammers and I just show them to him, knowing that he died by hammer. And I do a howl. So he's just got this soulless monster that killed him, but now with two hammers instead of just one. And I would like to use a power I'm calling Dead Inside, mm-hmm. where I channel uh, my atheism and lack of belief in a primal scream. And knowing that this is an undead shade, uh, it has to pass a DC 15 will save. If it's failed, it will turn and move away for one minute or until it takes damage. If they have a challenge rating of one half or lower and they fail, they are immediately destroyed. He manages to pass. Oh, how closely does he pass? Not by much. I'm going to use bend luck. Chaos mage. Yeah. Roll a d4. We're taking four off of that roll that he did. (laughs) (laughs) Boof. I don't know Bucky contributed. This has happened a lot, and I've never figured it out. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at Del. Borovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, 
Mary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.